chapter 7, part 2. So I'll go a little bit into the standards a little bit more. Uh, I wanted to mention that the Elevate method was not designed for profitability. Even though we are profitable, not probably as profitable as maybe some other companies are, we were designed for effectiveness first and foremost. What is the most effective thing that we can deliver in the time that we have that also can align with what we will be able to get paid from insurance companies for that service? Uh, originally, this, the program was longer and the program had more steps to go through and we were delivering a lot of programs to people who paid privately for treatment. And that was great because when you pay privately for treatments, nobody tells you what to do in terms of an insurance company. The government, as long as you're delivering care safely, you're not putting people in harm or anything like that, they're not going to interfere. And as long as the, the client who is, you know, also your, your customer, uh, you can also maybe consider the, the family could be a customer. Oftentimes the family is paying for their loved one who typically doesn't have a lot of funds at that time. So the customers are the, the family as well as the person you're treating. And as long as you do things that they feel better about and that they're, they're getting better and you're delivering care that, that works, then it doesn't matter. There's nobody else that needs to interfere. And truthfully, that would be great if I never had to worry about any other entities and we could just have a relationship with our customers and that's all we needed to do. And I would love that. And there's probably a model that we could do that with that you had to pay to come into treatment. We would not accept insurance of anybody's insurance. Now, that would make my life easier. That would make my staff life easier. That would make a lot of people's lives easier, including the, the, the patient, the, the customer the client. But here's the thing. I want to help a lot of people. And a lot of people don't have $50,000 cash lying around to be able to help their loved one with, even if, even if they, they would do it if they could, but they don't have it. And I understand that. And I believe people should be able to use their health insurance. This money, this money goes to these companies. They make tons and tons and tons of money and when it's time for you to use that, that insurance, then you should be able to use it. And so we created this program, we designed it. And when we, and when we shortened it a little bit to be able to comply with the insurance standards and things like that, we did a really, we did it very thoughtfully to do our best to make sure we didn't lose any results. And I believe we've done that. If I, if I had everything I wanted, I might do things a bit differently, but we've done the best we can in the box that we have to live in. Uh, I, I want to be able to help a lot of people and I don't want them to have to break the bank. I understand that if parents have means and they want their loved one to get great care, they, they will write a check or put on their credit card or take a loan from their 401k or whatever that they have to do to help their loved one. And that does happen regularly because they might have put their kid through many different programs and, and at this point they want something that's going to work because they're desperate. And ultimately they would rather have their child's life saved 
and living a healthy life than that money. And uh, I agree with him, and I would do the same thing if it was my kid. But, uh, but I also do believe people should have the right to be able to use their insurance, even though it's really difficult for me to deal with. So uh, I've tried to create that. I, I would love the I would love it if rehabs and insurance companies could actually get together and determine a solution. And, and and it could be it could be whatever. It could say, hey, listen, if your program is is a twelve step based program, we expect A, B, C, D, and E to be done as part of that program, and then we'll pay you. And then the twelve step programs could go back and say, hey, listen. We actually think D should be more like G and E should be more like H. And here's why. And they have a thoughtful conversation and they go back and forth and they, and the insurance company say, okay, it's not really going to change the bottom line for us much. And you guys are experts in the industry and you really think this will help people more. Great. Let's do it. And they shake hands and write contracts up and they have an agreement and they get that done. And then let's say you're not a 12-step program. Let's say you're a different type of program. Prove to us that your model works. And I'd come with my outcome studies and I would say, look, all these people did the program and look at all these people that are doing well after the program and here's what we do and here's how we do it. And they'd say, okay, okay, that, that makes sense. Let's, we'll pay you this if you do that. And you get these results that, you, that you've documented in these outcome studies. And I would have no problem uh, presenting that to them and arguing why uh, this method of treatment is applicable and should be covered by insurance. And then let's say there's another model of treatment out there or something else, right? There, this could be done a variety of times. I would imagine you'd probably have three, you could probably fit everything into three models of treatment. Maybe there's a religious model. Maybe there's one that's based on uh, Christianity, the Bible, and they have their method that they want to, to use as a spiritual method of treatment uh, that involves the, the, their religion and the insurance companies may say, well, we don't, we're not in the religious business. So you, we are not going to interfere with how you deliver your, oh, I don't know, Bible studies, but we will say that if you are treating them in a facility and you're keeping them sober and you're keeping them under medical supervision and you are providing therapy, whether that's a spiritual therapy or it's a psychology therapy then we are okay with that because we understand when we take your premiums that you may be, and we cash those checks, that you may be of a religious preference. And we cash those checks no matter what religious preference you have. <laughs> so, you know, th that would be great if we could all come together and come up with some, some standards like that and, and, and work together to be able to do that. And what I see is not that happening at all. What I see is if you've got a lot of money and you can get on the golf course with some of these executives of the insurance companies, you can get a sweetheart deal. Or maybe if you have a lot of money, you can hire a big, big, bad law firm and PR firm, and you could threaten the insurance companies that if you don't give us these rates, we're going to sue you and we're going to put you in the newspapers and it's going to be bad for you and all this kind of stuff. So they sort of threaten you or they sort of, you know, you, there's, there's different ways they, you know, they threaten you or they become your friend and scratch your back and they scratch yours and everything. That's really what I see happens. And I would love it if we could really come together on, in a meaningful way uh, that could help all programs. This could be done at a state level or a federal level, uh, you know, then, and then we could work together, right? And the insurance companies wouldn't have to feel like these rehabs are pulling one over on them. And the rehabs could deliver the care that they really believe and are passionate about and deliver the services to their clients that they think is gonna be the most effective 
and everybody would win. That would be the ideal solution.